Hey everybody, welcome to the Evoke Bike Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Hausler. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. These short 8 to 15 minute podcasts cover a wide range of topics to help you get faster. Whether you're looking to win a national championship, finish Leadville, crush Tulsa Tough, get on a Gravel Worlds podium, or simply drop your friends. If we've never met, I'm the co-founder and president of Evoke Bike. I've been coaching athletes since 2010, and I've trained with power for over 150,000 miles. I've also won three Masters National Championships, but I'm mostly proud of my nearly 100 Pro 1 podiums simply because it shows my consistency in the game and my hunger to get better for not only myself, but the Evoke community, which includes you. If you enjoy these podcasts, please leave us a review on Apple or follow and download the episodes from Spotify. And if you want to take your support to the next level, please click the support link at the bottom of this podcast where your donation will help us pay for everything that helps to keep this free podcast going. Now to the show. Hey, everybody. So I had someone ask me about their VO2 max score. They're a bigger athlete. And this really took me down a little pathway of thinking about watts and kilograms and watts per kilogram, but also how this applies in races. So the conversation started as, hey, man, don't look in WKO at your VO2 max score. You're a big dude. You've got a huge engine. Like You put out big watts, but that number is always going to be skewed by the denominator. And I said, watts and kgs do matter, but it's not just watts per kg. And I've been trying to give always a more concrete example to somebody rather than just some philosophical thing that I believe like, well, tell me why is that true? And, you know, I've used this example before, but Fort McClellan road race, a huge, big pro race was one of the biggest on the calendar that wasn't part of a massive stage race that year in the U S and I ended up getting over the first big climb. It was like a five minute effort um it's the one that i've said it's when eric marcotte rolled up to me in the last lap and said damn big boy's getting over the hills today and if it was just watts per kg if it was just numbers i shouldn't be there because at that point i was still on the sugar train i probably weighed about 185 and i say the sugar train because cutting out sugar has just thinned me down about three or four pounds without changing much else and when I think to this athlete, okay, watts and kgs matter. You want to be as lean as possible while putting out the most watts. I think it's pretty obvious if you look in the mirror, you know if you're lean or not. And the reason I say that is that's what got me into cycling. I got out of the shower one day. I looked in the mirror and I said, damn, dude, this isn't a good look. And I was 26 years old. And it was the post-college diet, which was not very healthy. And so, you know, then I think cyclists go through, they think skinny, they focus too much on the kg, they get skinny fat, they're not lean, they're just skinny and kind of a little gaunt looking, still have a little layer of fluff, it's like fluffy flub, it's, I don't know what it is, but just looks soft. And I'm not knocking you if that's you right now, it's just, you need to become strong. And I remember looking at guys when I would go to these races when I got my Cat 1 in my second year. And I'm like, these guys look 
like athletes. I don't look like that. And that, granted, my body just hadn't developed into a real strong cyclist body because I had ridden, I don't know, 15,000 miles at that point. Like it was just nothing. Super newbie, baby cyclist, baby athlete again. I mean, I played high school sports and I was fit then, but that came undone over six years of college, post-college, etc. So back to the heart of the matter, watts per kg. Now, if I'm saying that watts per kg, if it was just that, that I wouldn't be in the mix, then what kept me in the mix? The actual bike race happening. Everyone, I love the metrics. Don't get me wrong. I make videos about metrics. I talk to athletes about metrics. But that is one piece to this puzzle. It it blows my mind when people take one metric and extrapolate that to how well someone will do in a bike race. Oh, Someone has a higher CTL. They're going to last longer in a bike race. Dude, you are missing the bigger picture big time. How could you even say something like that? Oh, someone has a bigger FRC. They're going to be able to win for sure over this other person on this two-minute climb at the end. Not true. You have no idea how what kind of condition they're going to be in when they get to that final climb from that one piece of information. Like everything... There's a lot in the details. My positioning in that race was critical. My alertness of seeing who was attacked. It was the first climb. It was within, I believe, if I went back, if I looked back, within the first, oh man, 15 minutes we hit that climb. It was full send, red alert, like hitters, UHC was going, Cyclance was going, um, You've got uh, Travis McCabe. He was on UHC then. Uh, Greg Henderson from former Team Sky member. I mean, all the big dogs are shredding this climb. Guess what you need to be doing? Shredding that climb, going all in, because that could be the race. And guess what? That was a race. I think it was 30 of us. I should try and go back and find the video because it was live streamed. Uh, I think there was 30 of us that made it over that climb. Kevin Gherkins was there. Uh, Padilla brothers, man, it was just hit squad. I couldn't believe I was in that group. This isn't me bragging. This is me telling you that the metrics do not always tell the whole story. Those dudes, everyone that I've named is a way better cyclist on paper. Eight of them were better than me that day. So don't get sidetracked by a couple things in WKO. You know what you need to do? You know what you need to put your energy into? Go to a race. Go to a fast group ride. Everybody, I have this reputation of Brendan doesn't like group rides. Brendan doesn't ride with other people. Brendan doesn't want athletes riding on group rides. I don't want you riding on slow, crappy group rides. I don't want you riding on group rides when you go to the group ride just to flex on people. Because guess what? That's not going to help you flex when it really matters in the bike race on the weekend when you're up against much stiffer competition. Now, that being said, the group ride also takes away a day of intensity that you can use to focus on yourself. But maybe that intensity is well spent because you're responding to moves. You're getting that race brain turned on. You're actually not able to dictate everything like you can in an interval session. You have to follow wheels. You have to go when you don't want to go. That type of race intensity is very good. And maximal wattages, I mean, I have rides for people 
that during the season, it's like, yo, go crank three max watt efforts that are maybe three to six minutes. It changes. It varies up based on kind of what the what goals, or I should say what events they have approaching. But those are good to remember what going fully deep means and how that feels. So Watts and KG, yes, they matter. Get lean, be a strong cyclist, put out the most watts. I've tried to be 177. The more I cut down to that, I just lose power. I lose, And it's mostly, it's weird. It's like that VO2, I can still sprint, but I just, the top end and maintaining things for like three, eh, even shorter, 90 seconds, anaerobic and VO2 max stuff just doesn't feel as good. Uh, it crushes me. Then the other piece of this is athletes will rave. Or you can even read it online. Rave. People will put on Instagram. They will rave about, I woke up. I felt amazing. I had the perfect breakfast. I rolled out. It was sunny. I had the best warm-up. All these things were clicking. I had the best workout. Set a PR. Da, 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 da. And then they go to a race and they forget about the warm-up. They're talking to their friends. They ate, but they might, you know, they got up late, or maybe not even that. They relied on the hotel breakfast. They didn't come prepared. They show up, you know, 20 minutes behind schedule, and then the registration line is backed up because Joey forgot something and Tina's doing whatever. And the, now you're in the car and you're like, oh my God, I've got half an hour till the race starts. You're trying to pin your jersey. You're just not ready. Why would you set everything up so perfectly for a training session, but then not do that on race day, not be there early? That's what, if you go back to one of the first podcasts or early podcasts, Johnny Purvis, one of his tips was show up early. He's like, I'm not on time for everything, but damn, a bike race, I'm there early. Those little things matter. Get your warm-up in. Don't skip the warm-up. And then have your race brain sensations on so when you're in your big race, whatever your Fort McClellan road race is, when things start popping off, people did not expect it to be at minute 13. I'm going to tell you that right now. Because that race was... How many miles was that race? Um... I actually was looking back. It was 85 miles, I want to say. I have to look back. Can't find the exact mileage. But it was longer road race. Not over 100, though. Um, so anyways, this podcast is I want to hammer home. Don't over-obsess about just a few metrics. Have a great day. Good luck with your training. Let's crush 2022. Hopefully we all get a W somewhere.